Welcome to Tell Me About Your D&D Character, a podcast where people get a chance to talk about their characters from different role-playing games. I'm your host, Jeremy, and today my guest is Tim Coons, the creator and brains behind Workout Adventure, a podcast where you get to play the role of a different fantasy character um, going on an adventure every single time. It's really fun. Um, I found Tim through a number of different social media apps and was just hey, this is a really great idea. I talk about it in the, in the episode and say how amazing, uh, amazed I was and that no one else had come up with this idea before. And I really am because this is everything I want out of a fitness app, really. It's this easy workout that I can get into from the couch that I'm not too stressed on. It's got different levels. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it. It's really worth checking out. And Tim was a joy to talk to. I had a great time um, just kind of discovering his joy of D&D and some of the adventures that he's gone on too. So let's get into the episode and you can hear all the stuff we were talking about with his fighter barbarian who um, is kind of modeled on a character from American Pie. Yeah, that was a throwback that I really enjoyed. So um, let's get to it. But yeah, I I want to talk to you about Workout Adventure, just kind of what the background for it came from where did you get i mean it's a it's a great idea it's just um there's a lot of other podcasts a lot of fitness apps out there and it seems surprising that something like this hadn't been done before so maybe tell our listeners um something about workout adventure and how you came up with it yeah i'll explain what it is and then and then i'll talk about kind of the origin story behind it yeah um so workout adventure it's a podcast that you listen to when you're working out and you will look like you're going for a run and then you'll stop off and maybe do some push-ups at a certain point. Then you'll run some more, stop a little bit at a ways away and do some sit-ups or whatever. Well, that's how you look as you're doing it. You look like someone who's just in a park working out. But what you're listening to is actually a narrated story. And it's scored. It's got music underneath it. And... What you're hearing is that you are a wizard in a quest and you are awakening the forest song. So there's an episode where uh, that is your character and that's what you're doing. Um, They're each about around 30 minutes long or so. Uh, But there's also uh, an episode where you're a barbarian and you're fighting your way through a gladiator ring um, to get yourself set free. That one, instead of a run, is kind of a circuit stations workout so that if it's snowing outside or... Um, you're not able to get out. You can do it right in the comfort of your own home. And uh, there's dice rolls that are involved in this. I love the the I love the um, I guess the mechanic behind the dice rolls because of course if you're out in the in the wild outside the house you can't always roll a dice. But just the, that great idea of just put your hand in your pocket and whatever number the thumb is touching that's what you get. Yeah, and uh, this yeah it came about. I was I was like, well, how do you do that? And then I was running and and I was like, put just a forefinger or a thumb. And I was, I was like, okay, that's my number. Yeah. And yeah, this, I, I think you've been saying like, I was surprised this hadn't been done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, uh, what was going on was I was uh, working out uh, regularly and coming up with these type of stories myself. Just, I, I would listen to some music and then I would uh, go for these workouts 
And I, yeah, I would make up stories so that I would mm. stop think I, I would stop thinking about the fact that I was actually running. I, I don't like to run. Mm. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily. These are things that we do um, because we know that uh, you know. I I in myself, if I don't work out, I actually have depression, mm. and uh, and you know, like not as not serious levels, but but certainly like I I, I get down. And it seems to be that when I'm working out, sweating regularly, doing something that kind of builds muscles, um, boy, that just does wonders for my overall mood composition. Mm, that endorphin and, kick that you get just from the physical activity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, so, so working out for me has been something that's been um, really needed in my own life uh, for, for my own mental health. And, um, and so I, I, don't you know it's something that that you're forcing yourself to do in some ways um or you're paying a trainer to kind of be mm. your will but you, you're to you're force you somebody, into it yeah you're paying someone to, to to say like like you can do it you're mm. like i don't want to do it everything in my body is telling me i should stop now and a trainer is like or or a workout class or a spin class or or even like weightlifting whatever you're doing um and and, and so when i would like tell these stories to myself that became more fun. It became the will. It became uh, more of a game, mm. and it, and it was exciting. Like it was, it was like okay, if I run really hard at this point, then this is happening, and I'm escaping. And um, well, my background is in music, and I I came home one day, and and so I produced um, a couple podcasts where like I've got one about community. Um, I was doing some with, with other organizations and. I came home one day after working out and I, I turned to my wife, her name's Bethany. And, uh, and I said, Hey, I have an idea, uh, D and D workout podcast. And, and, and she just goes, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so she just gave me this huge thumbs up and, uh, that was before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Uh, that was, yeah, that was, um, maybe, you know, a couple of years ago and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work on that that's that's an idea that i'm gonna shelve and i kind of threw some ideas around it i was like okay you could have a, a rogues quest you could have a ranger quest you could have a goblins quest to be kind of more fun and um and i and i set that aside and then when things started shutting down with the pandemic a lot of my creative work uh was a little bit um furloughed in some ways i just didn't have as much to do and and so i was like well now's the time to to mess with this new idea yeah, when and you've got that I, ability to, you've got the the time to do it. It's like give it a try. Exactly, and um, and the more that I would work on it and kind of put it together and and just see what it was like to score the episodes, the more it was like I think this is working. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I think this is working really well. I'm I'm digging this, and uh, and so once I had kind of one episode finished, I was like, well, I'll finish three, and then when I get that honed in. Then I'll start building teams around it so I can show them, this is what I'm doing. Um, would you guys like to help me? I, I have friends who are musicians who I've asked to score a couple other episodes. I have writers that I've invited into it who, there we're all friends together. Uh, just recently, um, I met somebody online who she really was enjoying the workouts and was posting about them, but she's also a cosplay person who has like great photos and really yeah. fun engaging that she's put online. And I was like, 
would you be our TikTok spokesperson? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and she just she just started it and last week. Uh, she did her first post and it has over 13,000 views. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. So like, okay, other people are interested in this idea yeah. as well. In my day job, I, I sell books for a living and one book that's coming out in May and it's about why we as a species work better when we're told stories. When we're told stories to learn things, we just, yep. we get it faster. And this is the exact same thing that when you're working out and you hear that story, it just makes it more enjoyable because you've got a goal to, to work towards. Absolutely. You've got, you've got an end point. You've got, you get invested a lot more. And, and, the story is a real important part to me of, of workout adventure. It's um, I'm trying to, with each character, uh, address just certain things. Um, with the Goblin's Quest, uh, I, I do this really subtle addressing of self-identity and and who your community has told you you are and who you feel like you are meant to be um, and that, that tension. Um, the Dwarf's Quest was just released, which is a kind of a core strength workout. You have two dumbbells and that's your axe. Oh, nice. um, <laughs> and uh, there's like squats and squat press and um, and then like a, a core floor series and all that and um, and that one is a little bit on the lines of um, what do we do what do we do that kind of medicates our pain rather than um, embracing our pain and uh, in the story uh, the dwarf has just lost uh, their great aunt and uh, and and kind of like how the dwarf is dealing with that and uh and while digging for this for this mineral that that takes away pain but also takes away joy and um so so the story point you know i only have little bits of story because you're sweating you're mm-hmm. you're running you're you know it's hard to you have to be very quick with the the story points but um i try to hone that in and, and get to a very specific feeling and emotion uh in the arc of that story yeah mm. Well, I love that each of them, even the workouts, are unique for the character. And like mm-hmm. you're saying, with the the dwarves got the dumbbells, which represents the axe. And I was thinking, like I was listening to to the monk episode and and working out with it. I was just, this is perfect. This is exactly what I'd expect from a monk. And I know there's a wizard one coming up. Is that just going to be jogging? Am I just going to be jogging for half an hour and not doing really anything strenuous? Because of course it's a wizard. And then I got to it. I'm like, but it's a completely different story. So you can pick and choose what do you feel like doing as a workout, but also what story do you want to hear today? Yep. I think that's a, that's such a, makes it a much more unique experience each time. Cause you go, I, I feel like I want to track that through. I want to find out what's going on with that, that tale. Yeah. My hope here is at the end of the, the season, um, mm. I'm going to have some bonus episodes that, that kind of flesh more story out, but I really want to introduce 10 unique characters um, doing 10 different episodes, doing 10 very different styles of workouts. I mean, some of them are runs with exercises. Um, a couple of them will be just runs. So, so there are repeats on, on what they are, but uh, 10 unique characters that are each telling their own story, but there is an overarching story too. Um, and, and so we're developing kind of this meta narrative that's happening that um, really by the time you get to season three, my, my hope is to be able to do this in, for three seasons. So there'll be 30 episodes plus some bonus material. Um, I'm doing some meditations in there that a cleric would lead. Um, and That's a good combination too. Because again, yeah, meditation, it's just a story. You're just hearing the voice. But having that extra element to it puts you in the, in the mode, in the zone for it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and so the idea of, of three seasons and then it has this big climax of, of the story um, and really each character begins interacting with each other. Oh, that'd uh, be fun. Yeah, it, it's um, the challenges. It's been fun addressing the challenges of, um, you know, each each episode does need to be a standalone hmm. and doesn't necessarily need to be reliant on um, a linear story. And so, so really like you should be able to pick up and, and do rogues quest workout where you're breaking into something without having to do a prior workout. Hmm. Um, but there are little callbacks that if you did the whole of the series, you would like be like, Oh wow. Like, okay. He's weaving in these things or they're weaving in these things. And, creating um, continuity in your um in your dnd workout i love it yeah yeah and then the other thing that's that's been a, a good challenge is that um each each character is unisex mm -hmm. uh for the sake of a man woman um someone non-binary being able to jump in and do the workout and um and feel like they can be the character without being told you're a girl you're a boy um they can bring themselves to it and so each character is always referred to as they them or dwarf <laughs> and For you, um, it's like if you're doing the workout you're the person involved with it really yeah as i'm as i'm writing it a third person it's really just always you 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 and then and then when they when someone calls out to you or, or i'm referring to somebody we say monk or whatever yeah how long has it been taking you to write each of the the workouts i'm guessing you've got a bit of a, a any background in um personal training or in fitness to to plan the workouts out as well I don't. So okay. that is like only the only place. So I am a um, musician first, uh, kind of storyteller podcast. Like I have background in that. Um, and then even like even my D&D &D is, is fairly new, knowledgeable stuff. Um, I've only been playing D&D &D the last two and a half some years. That's, and that's so, a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. Sure. It is. I mean, it's a, it's more than one campaign. We, we finished one book, we moved to another, and then I've done some one-offs with, with different friends. Um, I want to, I want to speak to just how wonderful D and D has been for me. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too. Yeah. So, so me personally, I'm, I'm in, um, my early forties and I have a large family. I've got four kids now. Um, that are 11 years old all the way down to four years old and so just life is super busy hmm. um, i had really close friends in college and then early 20s just really close friends and then then you got kind of busy with life and work and then you start having a family and you get married and um man the last five years or so i just i haven't really had friends mm -hmm. <laughs> like i i stopped or at least i i had friends but we weren't developing our friendships anymore. It was just kind of like we've established these many, many years ago in college or or whatever, and and now we're all hanging out still. But it's just when we can. Yeah, you've got that foundation of this is what we've got time for. This is how we already interact. So we're just going to stick with that. Yeah, and uh, and I found myself being in a place where it's like I, I wish I wish I was closer with my friends. You know, it was, it was like, we, it felt like we were drifting further apart. You know, we had the foundation, but it just, we weren't working on it anymore. We weren't investing in it. And uh, there was a Christmas, I think it was two or three Christmases ago that my wife got me a D&D &D starter kit. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, you probably don't know like the US, but like 
I'm from the middle of the U.S., uh, which, which is called the Midwest, and um, it's very um, kind of farmer, like we don't, we're, we're not very imaginative, like D&D type folks. Um, <laughs> I, I can imagine. It's good country, salt of the earth people where you call a spade a spade and what's in front of you, that's what's important. That's absolutely what Kansas is like. Yeah. You just described yeah. And, uh, and so like growing up, I, I had, I knew of people who played D and D, but I just, I never really connected with them. And, um, and so it was something that I always thought I would be interested in. Like I always loved Renaissance festivals and Lord of the Rings and that whole fantasy world and genre, mm. but I'd never played D and D. Well, my wife got me this, this D and D kit. And I, and I called up my buddies and I was like, do you guys want to try this? I want to do this. And one of my buddies was like, oh, yeah, I, I've DM'd once. Like, I've barely done it, but I'll, I'll do it. And then my other buddies were like, I had one guy that was like, I'm all in. And then another another friend of mine, he was like, he's like, I used to beat up kids who played D&D in high school. <laughs> and I was, I was like, well, you're going you're gonna to learn how to play, and it's going to be your penance. You're going to be one of them. <laughs> and, and so we, um, we got together, and we started, and it was so much fun i mean for one like it's just you're just giving yourself time to sit with other people um and and then also like you're giving yourself time to sit with other people but have like some bourbon or scotch and doritos and like you know junk food or whatever and, and so like it felt like being young again on that front of like of like oh i'm just gonna eat like nasty snack <laughs> cakes and hang out with my friends and um uh, but one, what ended up happening was these really enjoyable nights. Um, you know, you're playing this game and you're learning how to do it, but it's an excuse to, to sit with each other for yeah. three or four hours and you're having this great time playing and enjoying company. Well, well, then we started like, you know, texting each other throughout the week and then we started checking in on each other and just saying, oh my gosh, can you believe the election thing happened? You know, like, and, yeah. and really like helping each other. And, uh, and listening to each other. And um, I have my friends back. I, I have my friend group back. I think that's one thing that we see a lot in D&D because you're allowed to open up the imagination. You do create a vulnerability at, in yourself at the table and other people see that and they always come back to you with it. And it will open up those friendships because you've shown I'm vulnerable right now because I'm pretending to be something else and I'm putting this on the table for you to hopefully not laugh at but for you to understand what's going on inside my mind and what i'm creating right now so when you go away from the table you have that extra sense of closeness with those people who are there and you can reach out outside of the the game and say hey did you see this thing hey i'm not feeling great today what's going on with you kind of thing and there's it becomes a, a more of a connection with people that you play with i think it's wonderful Absolutely. I, and I think your keyword there is vulnerable. I, mm. I've, I've heard that come up. Um, we, we did a, a one shot with um, some folks who backed the workout adventure Kickstarter. We did, we did this night where um, we did, we had characters, but it was within the world of, of workout adventure that, and within the story framework that we've been creating, which was so fun. Um, and a friend of mine wrote it and, and led us through it. Um, but that came out of like, these are like you are you're, you're having the sense of vulnerability of, of like you're trying new things and um 
And so I, I mean, it, like, I just got the picture in my mind of like an old fashioned ropes course of like, mm -hmm. you know, you'd go with a group of folks in like your training days or whatever with your, with your bosses and, and they have you do a ropes course because you, you get a little bit vulnerable and yeah. you rely on each other. It's a trust exercise and the bonding experience. Yeah. Bonding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for letting me talk about D and D for a moment. That's that, all right. That's I mean, that's, that's what we're here for. So, I mean, you've been playing two and a half years now. I find it interesting because you're writing the workout adventure. Um, are you also running games or are you always a character? Do you have someone, like you mentioned your friend had DM before, so does he always run the games or do, have you stepped behind the screen as well? So um, I haven't stepped behind the screen yet. It feels like when I'm doing workout adventure, that is me being a DM. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I, you know, it's not near as open um, you know, it's, it's a much more commanding role because it's a podcast. So I, I, I can't, I would love for them to develop into an app to where you can produce more openness to it. And if someone goes the, down this rabbit hole, you can take them down that rabbit hole. Um, but right now, you know, it's, it's, it's very linear as you're listening to it. Um, but that's my only kind of foray into, into being the dungeon master or game master um, is through that. Otherwise, I play as a uh, multi-class barbarian. Okay. So, so a human, a human who um, started off as a warrior, and like all my friends were doing really cool things uh, with their wizards and mm -hmm. and clerics or whatever. And and, and I, was, I was like, well, I, I guess I'm just gonna uh, shoot him again with my arrows. You know, and, shoot him with the arrow. Hit him with the axe. That's how. That's what a barbarian does. You don't need to think. You just rage. Yeah, so so when when like I started hearing about what a barbarian was, and that's when I multiclassed out of just fighter into I was, I was like, okay, cool, like so a barbarian can rage and like do some weirder stuff, and so I, I've been multiclassing. So I think we're level we're level nine now, and we're in um, the Curse of Strahd. Oh, uh, well, that's gonna be yeah. fun. How long have you been playing Curse of Strahd? We've been we've been in Curse of Strahd for all of the pandemic. And, and it felt like, like our DM was like, Hey guys <laughs> said, said, okay, you know, when we started this, it, there wasn't a pandemic and now there's a pandemic, maybe we should leave, uh, Barovia mm. because it's just so dark. And it's a so bit of a downer. <laughs> it is. And, and we were like, no, like, like, let's get through this together. And yeah. so we, we've fought night hags and, and we, mm. you know, uh, cleansed the, the big knights hall and, We've we've done a lot there, and and Strahd has finally invited us to dinner, and we've we've had dinner with Strahd, and um, so we're nearing the end, mm. and uh, it's so funny how like the imagination just gets activated, and like I like talking about it, I'm genuinely nervous about the next few yeah. sessions. <laughs> yeah, you get that sense of there's be, there's a climax coming, you know, once you get invited to Strahd's house, ooh, he's gonna have some things to say, and yes things are getting real now what is it the line from from avengers we're in the end game now it's like yeah you are Strahd right, will either destroy you or you'll be victorious it's like you're, you're coming down to it now so what's your barbarian's name what um so dig Bannerin is his name dig banner speaking of yeah. avengers very very bruce Bannerin. so i was gonna say how did you come up with dig because you're mentioning the other friends who have got all the wizards um, and the clerics and things, and you've just in there. Well, I shoot an arrow again, sort of, sort of character. 
Did you have anything in mind when you came up with him? Was he your first character that you've kind of developed over the time or have you just gone, I want to play a barbarian this time? He developed into a barbarian as we played. And um, so, so I, was, I was a fighter up until level um, five and that's when I multi-classed. I did something similar with my um, fighter barbarian. Yeah, okay. And, um, you know, it, this was the first time that I'd ever come up with a character. So I just used like a standard character sheet that they gave me and it was like loyal or um not chaotic good uh lawful good mm-hmm. and um and it was kind of like a, a funny heroic character and so I, I started off with that but he went darker like almost immediately um they like, always do uh, yeah it, it, it just happened and um and, and so like when we were playing on roll 20 uh you know that like you can have like pictures or icons and they put the picture for me of, have you ever seen the old movie American pie? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, way I, back. I'm in- not that young. I mean, yeah. American pie was, <laughs> was my bread and butter. I mean, I went and saw it in the theaters as a teenager. I was like, Oh my God, is that what it's like being my age in America right now? <laughs> it wasn't really like, like that was an over glorified, whatever, but yeah. But like, so the, the character Stifler, um, oh yeah just an awful like like blunt terrible human being mm-hmm. um like my barbarian morphed into that character the oh more we play and i and so <laughs> i think i think that you know that comes from you know you're around the table with your friends but you're also responding to their characters too filling in the gaps of like okay there's not there's not enough chaos here so like i guess i'll be the chaotic person and mm-hmm. um Oh yeah, so, Stifler yeah, my, would be the guy, ultimate chaos in a in a D and D group. I'm just yeah. I don't want to start quoting American Pie. I'm just remembering the scene where um, Chris Klein's character runs off, and Stifler's like, "Dude, fuckface, I don't yeah. think he's coming back, you guys." <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and just that line of, "I don't think he's coming back." It's like he he's run away. What's going on? And seeing that in a D and D party, as like the goblin runs off and goes, "Come back, no, dude, he's not coming back. Why is he not coming back?" <laughs> No, and that things like that have happened before. Yeah. Like I, 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 uh, I think I, I was like, I, you know, I, I've tortured goblins to get information out of, of them course. or whatever. And, That's very stiff. And the characters are like, whoa, 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 don't do that. Like you know, I'm like, and, and and like it's in my character that to do it. And um, and like at one point, like it was, it was like, okay, you know, I let the goblin go, uh, but I go ahead and push it out the window, and. Yeah. and it's, and the demon's like, you're three stories up. The goblin is instantly dead. And I, was, I was like, oh, shoot. Okay, okay. Oh, well. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And then like, car- the, my character is, is like, awesome. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and sometimes that's even be- Well, if you're going for the comedy element, sometimes that can be even better because of the disconnect between what the player is going to do and what the player knows is okay. And the character just thinks is amazing. The character's like, yes. yeah, that's what you do. I don't know. It's a goblin. They're not really people. Yes, it is fascinating to me. Like, well, and I've never, I've never really done acting or theater or improv. And and you know, you watch groups like Critical Role and and what they do. Um, it's an incredible podcast, an incredible show because like it's it's so much improv and story at the same time. And and I've just never done that. I would be really interested in my next character being something 
like polar opposite of that character and and trying to play that through or you know another character that is polar opposite of that and yeah um because it's it's interesting to just ask yourself that question of like well what's your character going to do or what, what yeah. would this character do in this situation um and you sometimes learn what they're going to be like by putting them in that situation without even thinking ahead of time like what will they do when they come across this come across an elf what do they do when they come across somebody who's trying to to rip them off sometimes it's just throw them in and go i just do this and you don't even realize that's who they are and that's suddenly who they become because that's how we grow as people that's what we do we put into situations we're not expecting and we've got to react yeah that's excellent so who you what are your character i mean the opposite of the barbarian are you thinking more a a um a spell casting class or maybe something like a monk because I, I wanted to ask as well, a lot of the adventures you're writing for Workout Adventure, do they spark ideas of a character you then want to play? Yes, um, they do. And and for for another um, one shot that I did with some friends, we actually had for Valentine's Day last year, um, we all get together and our wives had never really, well, a couple of them had played uh, and then some, some of ours hadn't. And so all of the guys got together and then the wives got together and we played a massive nine person D and D session uh, where we each characters, we played for three and a half, four hours. And it was so much fun. It was just awesome. Um, but I had a chance to play a monk in that. And it, and, and the monk character was so different from the barbarian um, where uh, just completely innocent and a, a young, a young man. It was, it was, uh, he was like 15 or no, he was 16 or 17. And uh, I think it was on his 17th birthday or something like that. And, um, and he was, uh, a monk that was, was training at a school, loved the school, but, but wanted to venture out on the night of his birthday and like go to a club by himself to have a single drink and just look around. And like, so that was my backstory. And it was so fun to play that like very sweet, innocent kind of character, um, who just assumed good in everyone. Like, like everyone that he meets, he's like, he's like, I will help you. And, and, uh, so that was, that was really um, sweet and fun to be able to play, and and yeah, the the um, workout adventure, getting into um, kind of the the stories behind different folks, it does open up for um, what makes the personalities and the backstories so interesting. Beside behind, I mean, I, I think, I mean, we're talking North mytho- North mythology, and then also um, kind of Tolkien mythology, and and what developed. Um, but often all those character classes speak of something to what it means to be human, mm. you know, and it, it taking parts of our human experience and amplifying it. Like, you know, the elf, the elf side is almost angelic of like um, in tune uh, with, with your surroundings and in a sense of morality that almost, almost feels alien to us. Mm. Certainly um, if we're talking when, Tolkien elves, then yeah, that's very much what they totally. are. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 The, um, the, when you're talking, you know, elves of Iceland and stuff, those are more terrifying, but yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'd love, I'm sure someone has done a short story where the two different types of elves meet and just to see what happens. Yeah. That's an interesting premise. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, the, um, the barbarians being, being these like kind of guttural senses of ourselves. um, The, uh, the, the tieflings being the darker parts of our nature that, that feel that we are still ourselves and, and still feel like they're a part of us. Um, and they're not irredeemable at all. So yeah, very, very interesting. 
Have you looked at other role-playing games or is it just D&D all the way for you? Because I feel the um, Workout Adventure in particular, it brings the tropes from Dungeons & Dragons, but it is a choose-your-own-adventure, copyrighted, of course, by Scholastic. Um, But I guess it's a discover-your-own-path. There we are. A discover-your-own-path adventure, which isn't necessarily tied down to the rule system of Dungeons & Dragons. It's still just that role idea and there's so many other ones out there i'm wondering if you've um tried any out i mean it's difficult when you're trying to fight stride you've got a limited amount of time (laughs) yeah no um good question and in creating workout adventure the 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 D &D, um what what you said the character tropes um to me they were like loose frameworks like i i I wasn't going to go real deep into um the the um mechanics and 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 things that are always you know i when i first did the monk's quest i had the the um air breaking spell Mm. and uh and i was calling it the air breaking spell uh that you do when you do um jumping jacks and and my friend who's a lot more with dnd he said he said this isn't a big deal at all but it would be an air breaking technique it'd be a key point and and like he had to explain that to me because i was so new with it i was was like awesome i was like i can change that i can massage that language to keep purists happy yeah and uh i did i I changed the language of it's an air breaking technique and um but i did want it to be kind of that open sense of if if you're coming and and you don't really know anything about dnd you've heard of dwarves before or or you've heard goblins and 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 so you know it's a fantasy genre um, but it's it's not going to be um, no prior knowledge is necessary. Um, so so with my with my foray into D and D, I'd be open to playing other games. I've heard great things about Pathfinder. Yeah, um, Pathfinder and, is a good uh, one to go on from from D and D simply because it was kind of based on the rules um, from yeah. from third edition. It's just easy stepping stone into it. But there's so many others, so many to choose from. I'm not saying D and D is not great. <laughs> No, so like yeah my um no I'm, I'm open to it and it's it's been fun getting the baseline first with D, and then i am open to other stuff have you found other um other playing uh fields that that you really enjoyed i do i've found a number of other ones most of the time it depends on what the the setting is um so something like vampire the masquerade i adore um, simply because it's that idea of the modern world, but you're this hidden. It's it's John Wick, but with vampires instead of assassins, and I just adore that idea. And um, one I've just been talking about on my other podcast, shameless plug for um, for Dyson DMs, there uh, is Shadowrun, which again cyberpunk, but with elves and dwarves and orcs and trolls, and again just that concept of what do you do in the modern day when suddenly there's a dragon running a major corporation? It's like do you stop them? I mean, he's doing it legally. Do do we need oh, to stop well, him? But it's, that's so. There's there's some yeah. great ideas out there, and those are some of my favorites. Oh, and that and that speaks. To, I mean, you immediately say that and it speaks to like our problem in the United States with with companies, mm. and it's like it's like it's all legal, and you can see the ramifications of capitalism run amok. And oh, yeah. oh that's so, there was a that's period. A great, there was a period for a while when I was a teenager and I'm just watching all the news come through and I'm just thinking, we are so close to the Shadowrun universe. It is not funny. We just need one little spark of magic and suddenly there's a dragon sitting on Mount Fuji and we're in Shadowrun because corporations are getting these ideas and they're starting to, to build private armies and what what the hell? This is fiction. I don't like it. 
That's great. Ah, no, it's um, it's wonderful. I, I want to ask, uh, you're getting feedback from people who are uh, listening to the podcast. Have you heard anyone say, I've started playing role-playing games because I heard the podcast and, and thought this was a really cool thing and wanted to try it? I haven't heard that response yet. Um, that's really interesting. Is it more people who have already tried uh, fantasy and role-playing games and are, are moving over from that? Yes, I'm, I'm trying to think through um, some of the interactions that I've had. Um, a lot of it has been that uh, simply because of where I've been placing the ads <laughs> and letting people know where they can find They're the ones that are like it most. So yeah, they're the ones you want to want find again. Yeah, and, and so I, I've really um, started by, you know, I haven't, I haven't done a whole lot of um, investing in, in ads, uh, but I did a major one with um, a cosplay uh, online personality. Uh, her name is Jenny D. Mm -hmm. and, and she has these wonderful videos um, and uh, does, she does um, cosplay as Jester and will do funny critical role stuff, but then she'll also do kind of maker program type of stuff where it's like, how did I, how did I make that costume? And, mm -hmm. um, and how do you get your hair to this shade of green looking good with this whole outfit? And um, I talked with her about placing an ad with her because I thought that she had um, the right uh, audience that would dig what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so she, she listened to, um, kind of my first three episodes and said, said, this is great production quality. I would love to, um, have this be a sponsorship. And, and, and so a, a ton of the traffic that we got to the Kickstarter. So I did a Kickstarter in September and October just to raise initial monies to be able to, to hire, uh, friends and, and people who are, creatives to work with me in this. Um, and, and that's been going great. But uh, as a result, like I have all these folks that have heard about the project mainly through Jenny D um, and those types of circles. And, and so that's, that's where it's coming from right now. But I have had people that have deeply enjoyed it um, that have not played D and D um, but I, it hasn't been their gateway yet. Yes. <laughs> Keyword yet. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I probably, I think I might have seen you on Instagram, but I honestly could have discovered you through Ginny D as well because I'm follower on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and all the rest. So that that's wonderful. And it is, I keep saying it's such a unique idea, but it seems surprising that no one's come up with it. And I'm, there are a number, I mean, we saw Critical Role where they had the, the jocks machina, that there are a number of people who are looking for fitness ideas and are totally into D&D &D as well. It seems like, and I, something that could have um, already been there. I mean, the idea of just gamifying, gamifying your workout, almost, mm -hmm. of giving it a yeah. little tick, a little level up when you achieve a, an extra weight on the on the dumbbell set. It's it's right there for the taking. I think it's genius that you, you've, um, you've what you've done so far. Yeah. No, I I've loved it. Um, you know, when I had the idea, I went searching for it because I would be interested in enjoying it. Mm. And, and so, so I started looking for it and I was, I was like, oh, I want to, I want to try this out. Um, zombies run yeah. is, is kind of a close idea to it. Kind of you're living in a, in a horror game instead of a fantasy genre. Um, and so that was a great idea of, of kind of using fear and, and, and adventure on that front. 
I had a problem with Zombies Run when I first started doing it because I tended to run at twilight and I was living in an area with a number of retired people and having these zombie moans in my head and coming around the corner and there's a old guy with a frame just shambling towards me. It's like, ah! No, was, exactly. No, it wasn't terrifying. great for me. <laughs> no, exactly. And then, and then I found another one um, that was really similar to kind of that, that podcast taking you through an adventure. It was set in a... Um, dystopian future like kind of kind of deal i thought that was really cool uh i never listened into it um because i didn't want to steal their ideas mm-hmm. like, like i i was like i was like oh i i love that they're doing it but i think what i'm going to do is different enough and so i'm not going to listen in um because i don't want to i want us to remain friends and i don't want them to feel <laughs> like i'm stealing anything. and 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 so like I'm a little bit that way with creativity of like, of like, Oh, if that speaks into the conversation that might dictate too much of what I do. Yeah. Um, so, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I haven't found anything else like it. Um, and, and so I have been having so much fun creating it. Hmm. So you're saying upcoming, you've got the, um, uh, so you lean towards the end of the second season, uh, first season, what, are you going to bring in new characters for the second season or are you just going to be kind of repeating what you've already got and furthering that story? Thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, so the closure of, of season one, it will have kind of a final ending um, with um, an elf's quest and it'll be a longer run and it'll be a little bit of a recap of the different stories. So as you're running, you're hearing these um, folklore and tales, but it'll play music from each of the stories they give a little bit of background from each of the character classes and um, and give you a little bit of uh, uh, refresher. Um, but then it has an ending that, that I'm setting up. And, and then for season two and three, um, there will be all of the same character classes going on another adventure. Yep. So, so Rogue's Quest, in, in Rogue's Quest, you are breaking into a mansion to recover some magical uh, documents of, of how to make a magical item, like blueprints, basically. Oh, cool. And you get caught. And uh, so the end of the end of uh, Rogue's Quest, you actually get caught and thrown into prison or, or thrown into like captivity. And so Rogue's Quest episode two, you'll be escaping from from there, um, back through the mansion and, and oh, getting away. That's a great idea. Uh, I love that. And, and then. And my, my hope is that by season three, um, what I want to do, and we'll, we'll see, this is all held loosely because this is, you know, a couple of years away from us creating it. Um, but season three, I would, I would like there um, to be, it's one event that's happening and your character is playing a part in this, almost like a heist kind of, kind of event um, where you all know each other now and, and every person every character is, is playing this role to where, and then, then you kind of have a final episode where someone's chasing down the person that you flushed out or whatever. Um, so I, I, I think, I think it'll work, <laughs> but, it, but it-, <laughs> it sounds like it'll work. I like that idea of everybody doing their part for it because you can almost pick and choose bits and pieces. Like let's say you really enjoy the workout for the dwarf and you want to do those, but you need to run occasionally and go, cool, I'll do the dwarf and two of the wizard and this one as well. And you still get a sense of that story of everyone taking part and you can listen to the others in bits and pieces. 
because the music yeah. in there is fantastic too it's like i didn't actually do the wizard run myself i did the monk one but not the wizard one but i just had it on in the background i'm like this is just really kind of soothing and i'm like yeah if i wanted to jump up and just do a couple of push-ups i, I could do that and follow in and fall in with um with what's going on in the story too thank you yeah um i probably to be honest the most fun i have with the whole of the project is the scoring um and so i have scored four of the episodes um four of the um, six episodes that are out um so i had a, um, a friend of mine who does jazz drumming uh, professionally and he's a he's an incredible jazz player i had him do rogues quest to make it feel like, um, you know, mystery, mm. old-fashioned jazz, you're breaking in. and um, but Almost noir, so, a little a bit, a bit of action pump up, yeah. Yeah, and um, and then, you know, that same music will be featured in Rogue's Quest for the second season and the third season. Um, but then, you know, I, I had another friend do Goblin's Quest, and and he did, he decided to do, like, full-on taiko drums and like and like a, a fuzz bass like an electrified bass and then a violin and it oh, is cool. really cool. it yeah. feels like the different characters of like this this uh, scrawny goblin running through this forest it's it's really really cool and it has this tribal sense to it um and then for for each of the of the others you know you're going off of their character class a little bit of like what what feels like this and um, and for me, you know, you don't have to adhere to just your normal D and D tropes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you can play with it a little bit. And so I've had this great time for Monk's Quest. I, I went more of that Asian theme with it, with some taiko drums and some and some uh, samples of of Asian music, just to give you that feel of that world. Um, whereas with the Wizard's Quest, I, I went more um, kind of like acoustic irish music meets um 80s movies mm -hmm. like like old 80s movies like legend yeah or uh or uh what's the one with matthew broderick where where it's like that old do you remember that one i do it's I not is it the dragon one i'm trying to remember uh, this is the dragon one with peter mcnichol it may not oh no um it's not lady hawk that's um not matthew lady hawk. that's what i was thinking, I was thinking yeah. of lady hawk and um but like that old synthesizer and like, um, and so I, I like that. And it makes, it, it throws me back into that place of play. And like, I, I associate those sounds sometimes with wizards and also dwarves. And um, so there's some real heavy eighties influence on mm -hmm. each of these, uh, like stranger things um, kind of yeah. like synthesizers. And, um, and so I, that's, that's been, I did like some eighties rock just wailing within the barbarians quest. Um, and it, yeah, it's just, I've had a great time uh, coming into each of these for, uh, for the Rangers quest that's coming out um, at the near the end. I want, I really want to do uh, something that sounds like uh, Rocky, the theme from Rocky and, and, and go, go that old, like uh, survivor uh, kind of feel Whereas the Cleric's Quest um, is going to be more folk indie music. I'm going to have kind of a more subtle guitars and, and it's still going to be driving for the run part of it. But um, but it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to have uh, a lot more of that uh, kind of ghostly acoustic kind of sounds. I think really interesting that given your love of music and your music background, that the characters you've chosen are 
the fighter barbarian and the monk as the ones you're really interested in and not a bard right or, or is <laughs> is work out adventure an entire bard's quest for you it's it's a little bit of a, like i think that's why is it like it's like oh if i go bard it'll be too obvious yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think that i think that's a big part of it and and i am i am sensing kind of cleric's quest is very bard like yeah. in how i'm treating the music in that one um yeah that's funny it's uh yeah i think i, I think it's that sometimes creatives want to avoid uh, something that's too obvious because that'd be hard to pull off something that's too obvious. You want to go back door. It's more yeah. fun that way. Yeah, you don't want to do the stuff in your in your playtime that you do on a daily basis anyway. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, now, I think we'll wrap up there because it is late for you. Um, I don't want to keep you keep you around too long. Uh, where can people find Workout Adventure or you online if you want to let them know? So, uh, workoutadventureseries.com workoutadventureseries.com is where uh, we've got um, it's connected to, you can buy the season one pass. Uh, the first three episodes are free and then uh, other episodes are $5 a piece or you can buy the season pass where you get a good deal on everything. Um, and then uh, we have uh, an Instagram. You can look up Workout Adventure uh, on Instagram and then also the TikTok just got started, which is re- going to be really fun. Awesome. Uh, and I definitely recommend checking it out. It's fantastic, fantastic podcast to listen to. As I said, just any time. You don't need to be working out because the music's music great as well. Uh, now, if you would be so kind as to say, fa- say farewell to all of our listeners, uh, perhaps as Dig. <laughs> so, so Dig Bannerman. Yeah, like I, I, I have the hardest time uh, doing voices. Like, like I'm not very good at it. Like, and so Dig, when he talks, He's very matter of fact Mm -hmm. and and like, and like, so, so dig, uh, saying goodbye, he would, he'd first be confused. He'd be like, what do you mean that there's people listening right now? But, uh, well, see ya and, um, have a nice life. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that you took the time out of your day to come along and hear me talk with this wonderful guest, who I thank again for coming on and talking with me. If you enjoyed the episode and you're on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you could go and leave us a review. Five stars will get us out to more listeners. And if you share it with your friends as well, that's an even better way since we don't pay for any advertising on this channel. We can be found on other podcast networks as well. We are hosted by SoundCloud, where my other podcast is hosted as well, of Dice and DMs, where I talk about Dungeons and Dragons and other role-playing games with some of my friends. You can find news about the show on Facebook and Instagram at Tell Me About Your D&D, or you can see us on Twitter, which is at Tell Me Your D&D. Art for the episode is done by Tori Tedeschi, and music is by Pottington Bear. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. May all your hits be crits.